connect two things this morning that sometimes we don't connect as directly as I think we should. And one is the grace of Christ to the grace of giving. Those two things are directly connected in Scripture, but there's something about giving and money and God and things spiritual that get all nervous and stand on one foot when you try to put them together in a church service. I don't know what it is about that, but, but that's, a, that's a mistake. Uh, Billy Crystal years ago was known for saying, you look marvelous. Do you remember that? You look marvelous. Well, if I could, if I could coin a phrase that would be even more biblical, it would be this. Grace is gorgeous. Grace is gorgeous. It, 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 it's winsome. It, it, it's beautiful. Uh, and so often... It's unexpected. It's not what you would intuit. And, and that's what gives you a clue that it's grace, that it's from God. It has absolutely to, nothing to do with the circumstances or the persons that are involved. God has touched this circumstance in some incredibly beautiful way. If ever you see a person being generous, that is not a human trait. You know that? My dad is fond of saving, saying you're never more like God than when you're giving. And that's really true. Paul, in his letter to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians uh, 8 and 9, he, he talks about the fact that kind of the natural state of the heart is covetousness. You leave your heart alone, you neglect it, that's what's going to grow there. That's the weed that comes natural. Mine, right? It's so human. If you can't identify with that this morning, I want to drink whatever spiritual drink you've been drinking. That, 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 is, that is just not, that, it's human to covet. And if we leave our hearts to go their natural way, that's what happens. But when someone is genuinely generous, <laughs> that's like seeing a turtle on a fence post. He had help. <laughs> right? That, 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 that just does not go to, grace is gorgeous. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 8 that he saw that kind of gorgeous grace in a church in Macedonia. He says that out of a deep poverty, a deep poverty, came an abundance of generosity. Okay, do the math on that. Out of deep poverty, abundant generosity. That's a turtle on a fence post. That does not make sense. It's kind of like what Robin Grigsby said to me years ago, if you were here last week and heard a little bit of this church's 20-year history. Robin was standing in what used to be the foyer of one of our previous church locations, and she was looking around at big screen TVs and sofas and furniture. None of it matched, but all of it was offered to her. It came right out of the homes of our people. She and her four kids and her husband had been displaced by Katrina. We invited them to Tulsa. We set up an apartment for them, but the apartment was bare. And so we didn't want to just furnish it for them. We decided to have a, a grand day where they could walk through what we had and just pick out what they wanted. That was our people's idea. It wasn't the pastor's idea. I would have come up with something much more economical than that. But grace, 
is gorgeous. Here's this woman that's lost everything that she's ever known. She and her whole family came with a lightly packed car to get here. And it barely got here. And now she's walking through this huge room, picking out stuff that she probably couldn't have afforded. And her husband is actually doing more picking than she is. I I watch her as she stands back and her hands kind of come up over her face. And I thought, oh, no, I've done something that's offended. I I, I didn't see this coming. I've I've overstepped some way. And I said, Robin, is everything okay? Are you going to be okay? And she just shook her head and looked around the room and she said this, what is wrong with you people? What is wrong with you people? Grace is gorgeous. When you have a thin connection with the church on the other side of the world, they're actually 11 hours and 45 minutes different time than us in Nepal. People who don't even know you are challenged to help you build a building. The building will cost 10000 and at a 20th celebration, you raise $18,434. Plus the 20 you owe me. That's right. I didn't. There were a few other IOUs in there that are becoming paid you twos this week. But that's gorgeous. Is that not incredible? Every Thanksgiving or the Sunday before Thanksgiving, we have our pledge Sunday, and that's today. And part of that is something that a lot of people overlook. They see it as just functional, people coming and taking their pledge cards. There's one in your bulletin this morning if you didn't bring yours with you. Or if you want to pray about it a little longer before you turn it in, we're used to that too. But I've got mine and Cheryl's ready to go this morning, trying to be a good example to the flock. Looked at the chart on the back and increased what we're doing this year. And we just put our pledge cards in the basket, one after another. And usually we take a special moment in the service so that you know that every person that's coming forward is bringing a, a pledge of some kind. But this morning we, we're just going to make it part of the participation of the body in the grace of God. You can bring a card if you want. If you're not a part of our church and you're not a part of our church family, that's not expected at all. You do whatever you feel led to do. And that's especially true if you are a member of our church, that none would give out of compulsion, but out of a hilarious heart, out of great poverty, great liberality, great generosity. Paul is talking about the Macedonian church, and he gives us some secrets for why that happened. He says they, they, they were begging us for the favor of participating in the support of the saints of the church back in Jerusalem. Begging. When's the last time you begged for an offering? But grace is gorgeous. When we've walked with God so long and We've pledged before, and like Peggy, we've seen him come through, and that's just a part of our relationship with God, this overflow that always starts with him. Paul said that, that from Jesus giving up his riches and becoming poor like us, that he giving us salvation might make us rich. That's part of that flow. 
That's a part of grace becoming gorgeous in his people. When his people become generous like he is. And I don't know about you, but every year when I fill out that little pledge card, there's something in me that winces. That human side of myself that God hadn't got a hold of yet. (laughs) That side of me that needs a fresh talking to that I can really trust God with more than I think, with more than I have. There's a pushing back of the quick and the deadness of my heart to give a little bit more of it over to God, that I might become a little bit more generous. Those Corinthians were ready because they had pledged before to give and to give deeply. We find that that's what happens here. It's not that people pledge to the church and then other people come through with the big offerings. It's the people that are in a habit of giving and a habit of pledging that have grown their hearts to be ready to be generous. So I'm digging a little deeper, turning a little more over today with, with that pledge card that I'm, I'm putting in that basket. And, and I invite you to join me. And here in a few minutes, not only will we be coming to receive the grace of God around his table, that's where it all starts with what Christ has done for us. We do this out of gratitude. But, but as we come forward, it's okay just to watch card after card after card drop in those baskets. That's not normal. That's not human. That's people digging deep because they love their God and they know he loves them even deeper. Grace is gorgeous. And I love to see it every year when you express your heart of gratitude for God and pledge to give to him again. So this morning as you come, if you have your pledge card ready, feel free to drop it in the basket. We'll be receiving those over the next several weeks, but this is that first and signature day of of receiving our pledges for 2020. And know that in 2020, for every $200 that's given to the general ministries of the church, one of those ministries that is sponsored is the digging of four wells in the Congo. For every $200 you give, you're giving a family clean water in Africa. May God make such a difference with every dollar we give that his kingdom might become more visible that throughout this earth, people might have grace sightings. Because grace is gorgeous. On the night that Jesus gave himself up for us, he took bread. He gave thanks to you, our Father, and he broke the bread. And he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup. And he gave thanks to you, our Father, and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, take and drink from this, all of you. For this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Lord God, we we remember you this morning 
that parade of grace that we get to be a part of and for which you are the leader. Father, you've blessed us in so many ways. Release us with courage, with joy this morning to be a blessing. As we come to your table this morning, Father, so soak our hearts in grace that we might look like you in this facet of our discipleship and giving generously and in all the other ways that we reflect your son's heart to the world around us. We give you praise, Lord God, for all that you've done and for all that you're going to do as we pledge ourselves to be your partners. Bless these gifts of juice and bread and may that blessing rest upon your people this morning. Even as we pray, as your son taught us to pray, saying, 